Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. It's A Train, everybody. And this is Off Script with Super E. Super E, what's happening? Nothing much. What's going on, A-Train? Oh, same old stuff. La- yeah. Lazy Saturday. Exactly, man. Yeah. I just feel like stretching out and taking a nap, but that's forbidden. It's for- you would, <laughs> you know, you probably, what, how, how old's your youngest again? Ten. Ten. Yeah, she doesn't, le- she doesn't let you sleep very long, does she? No. Oh, no, and of course, uh, you know, not nothing against wives, but wives can sense if their husband is relaxing, and that can't be tolerated, so... <laughs> <laughs> what you doing, Ernie? Or, I mean, yeah, Super E? Yeah. God, oh, boy, that's... Damn it. Damn it. It's a demerit. So what uh, What kind of entertaining tale do you have for us today? Well, I'm going to talk about a woman who decided she wasn't taking any more shit. Okay. And uh, she put an end to a vicious, is, violent, horrible crime. Is this your first wife? Who <laughs> wasn't going to take any more <laughs> shit either? <laughs> well, yeah, you better bleep that out. <laughs> I'm leaving it. Okay. What? Well, well, this this one was, but this was back 37 years ago. I just I, I was coming across a bunch of stuff in my garage of my old case files. Okay. And I found this from 1986 when I was still in uniform. Wow, that's way back here. Yeah, and it's like about five in the morning. I get a call for an assault, and so I get up there. And the woman is like, she's pissed off, but she's real matter of fact, wasn't hysterical. She was, you know, she was just like, this is what happened. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened with, you know, without being super emotional and all that, which you would think she would be when you find out what happened to her. Okay. It was five in the morning and this woman was awakened. And when she woke up and opened her eyes, she found a man on top of her with a large butcher knife to her throat. Oh, no. And when she opened her eyes and saw him, he looked at her as he's on top of her, tried to cover her mouth with his other hand, and he said, Bitch, if you scream, I'm going to slit your fucking throat, and I've got a three fifty seven on me. I'm going to kill your fucking kids. So you better not do anything. Damn. So he just wanted her to lay there and be compliant. Mm-hmm. Well, this woman was like, Oh, not today. She reaches with her hand, grabs the knife by the blade, and she thought she recognized the guy, and she goes, Tony, get the fuck off me. And the the guy was startled. He goes, I'm going to kill you. And she's like, fuck you. She got him and her fighting over the knife. She's got it by the blade. Oh, God. It's it's cutting her hand up, but she gets the, she yanks the blade out of his hand. By now, her kids hear the commotion going on, they come running through the door. They jump the rapist. He's like, holy shit. He jumps, tears out of there, boom. 
and, and runs and, you know, takes off into the darkness. Good and, Lord. Yeah. When this woman was telling me this, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And she goes, she, I said, I said, you know, you're handling this well. She goes, officer, I was scared to death, but I was raped like a year before. And the guy was wearing a mask. But I thought I thought I was able to recognize a guy as somebody named Tony. But he had a mask on, so I didn't report it because I didn't think anything would happen, huh. which a lot of people think that. Right. But she, yeah, she, you know, she needed to put it. I bet this is before DNA and stuff like that. Yeah. So her and her kids, I mean, they, they instead of like the kids all breaking down crying, they were single-minded. They said, we know who this guy is. This is his first name. This is his last name. Here's his address. We think this is his address and all this. And... They give me all this great information, and I'm tended to this woman's hand because she's got knife cuts all over, you know, right. get an ambulance, come out there and look at her. Right. And I was, I mean, this woman was bad, like Clint Eastwood, Chuck Norris, badass. That is badass. She just, you know, she was just like, no, not, not again, not again. She, you know, she said, I, she goes, I wasn't going to let that happen again. I was not going to give him the satisfaction. She said, because he was looking at me like I was nothing. Like I was just a, a piece of trash. They, and, you know, that's how I think these guys look at them. They, you know, they don't have any value. They look at the victim as trash. And she goes, I wasn't going to be trash. I was, you know what? He had, he thought he had power over me with that knife. Right. I took that knife away from him. I didn't care what happened. I was getting that knife out of his hand and I was going to beat his ass. So and then they were like, I said, when the kids came in, they were ready to kick some ass too. So, so, she thinks this was this was the same guy that had raped her a year prior. Yes, she was okay. able to recognize him because he was some he was some weirdo they would see in and out of the neighborhood. You know, yeah, they they would see him and they're you know, and th their uh, their sketchy meter was alerted, and uh, so then when she was raped the first time, she goes, "Man, I think this guy did it," but I don't. She goes, "I can't prove it." Right. So she she didn't call in, which of course we wish she did, and. Uh, but she this time she says, nope, he's not getting away with this second time. And she took that knife. And I immediately went down there and I sat and watched the house, did surveillance on it. And I was able to see a guy that fit his description. But, you know, I, I had contacted um, sex crimes and they said, make a report. We've got his information. And um, they didn't want me going up there and alerting him. Because they wanted to go in, they wanted to do their own investigation, maybe you know, search right. warrant, grabbing, right. right, that kind of thing. So I did that, but I just remember I was so impressed how that woman, who the guy thought she was helpless, no, she took immediately took charge of the situation. That is, that's amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. And I was reading a report, and I'm sorry, this happened 37 years ago, and I I was. Um, well, 30, yeah, 37 years ago, and I was it, it brought back uh, well, kind of like goosebumps or my mm -hmm. hair on my neck stood up because I, re I remember the way she described it to me, and I was reading that report right then, and it just brought it just come flooding back. You know, that reminds me of uh, of a case I had. You want to hear a, uh, another yeah. badass lady story? Yeah, yeah. So I was a district detective, and I'd gotten called out on this. So this um, lady, very nice lady. She was in her house. She had gotten out of the shower. She went to her bedroom and was, I don't know, putting on lotion or something. Wasn't dressed yet. And 
there was a perv who was looking in her window, okay, watching her, you know, right. she, she was, you know, wasn't clothed and all that. So he, this perv, got worked up into such a frenzy, he just decided, I'm going to break this window out and I'm going to go in and do whatever it was he had on his mind. Right. So he starts breaking the window out and is trying to get in the window. And she obviously startled, but she had the presence of mind. She grabs the phone, calls 911, and all this is on the 911 call. It was a pretty amazing piece of audio. She's screaming at him to get out, get out. He's still trying to come through the window. She reaches in the nightstand, pulls out her husband's thirty-eight, and she's telling him, get out, get out, I'm going to shoot you, I'm going to shoot you, and he's still coming in, and he, he was going to rape her, I'm sure. Yeah, that he, was his intention. Rape or, or, rape or, or kill. Or kill her, yeah. Yeah, because you can't leave a witness. And so he did not stop, and he's coming in, and she starts blasting away at him, and rightfully so, in my opinion. Exactly. So... She blasts, and he ends up getting back out the window and runs away. So she's pretty hysterical, obviously, you know, on the 911 call, but not so hysterical that she couldn't protect herself. And so, yes. So I get out there, I'm the district detective, and, you know, the window, there's blood. I don't know whether, I I can't remember he had cut himself, um, but she had hit him. All she hit though was his was his finger. Okay, uh-huh. so it ends up she gives a very good description. We get the description out on the radio, and it wasn't it wasn't very long after that. District officer sees a guy matching the description, stops him, sees he's got blood on him. Um, we end up doing a. I take the victim there to do a show up, and she's like, "That's the motherfucker right there. That's the guy." And uh, so we end up locking him up. Um. I became pretty good friends with her and her husband. Her husband actually is a bail bondsman here in town, which I didn't, you know, know at the time. Right. But uh, very, very nice people. Um, you know, I I saw I would see him at the city county building, and you know, we we talk and everything. But that was just another example of she took control, wasn't going to be a victim, and she took care of it and. She only hit him in the finger, but it was enough to get him the hell out of there. Yeah, and these, and uh, well, I don't think people understand these predators, they get so determined that they don't care. They will do anything. You know, I don't know what their mental disorder is, right? But they will go to these great lengths to harm these people, rape, hurt, or, you know, molest. It's just unbelievable. And, you know, you know sometimes. People aren't going to put up with it, and they're not going to be victims. It, exactly. And this guy, he was worked up into such a frenzy, she's telling him to stop. He had to have seen her pointing that gun at him, and it right. wasn't stopping him. He was coming in, and until she started shooting, you know, he, he, he was going to come in and do whatever it was he was going to do. Um, right. So, I, you know, I commend it. You know, you're either going to be a victim or, or you're not. And, you know, the, these ladies that fight back, I, I really have a lot of respect for them. You know, well, here's the thing. 
women don't they some women don't realize that when women fight back they have unbelievable amount of power in them that they're able to you know the adrenaline women become very powerful and they have an innate instinct to survive exactly and they 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 can do quite a bit of damage to an attacker it, just like uh you know i'm gonna make you remember back to when that the little prostitute kicked the hell yeah. out of you beat yes. the shit out of you Remember yeah, that? I mean, yeah, because, you know, her instinct was to survive and yeah. escape, yeah. you know, because, you know, she wanted to get to the drugs. And it's like she had all this immense power in her. And, yeah. He's, I feel like I need to clarify in case, in case people hadn't heard the episode I just referred to. Super E was trying to lock up. A prostitute. Oh, yes, yes <laughs> and I she, wasn't a predator. She ran from him, and he tried, you know, catching her, and she fought him with everything she had. She. That's when she Jackie Chan me in the crotch like ten times. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then, and then she punched the lights out of a uh, another uh, vice detective who was locking her up a, a week yeah. later, knowing that you know yeah. he knew who she was, had a warrant for, her. and she was just as calm as could be. It, smoking the cigarette and then burned him with it and then got it broke open the door choked out a police dog that's right but, she, she choked out a police dog too yeah yeah and then tried to run away but the police dog regathered himself because i was calling the police dog a puss <laughs> but uh he caught you know and it was just like five foot two 110 pounds yeah yeah well so, i kind of got away from what we were trying to say there and that is the you know women who are victimized and when they when they do fight back they, they i think they have more power than maybe they even knew they had yeah and we're not and we're not criticizing women who don't fight back no. if they if it's just do what you think is the best thing to survive that is that is very true i'm glad you yeah. made that point yeah yeah. yeah 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 it's whatever it takes to survive yes an attack an assault right that's that yeah. is that is true um thanks for saying that no um, problemo well that's uh so so you were in the garage and you just happened to see this old case file of yours and it jogged your yep. memory on this it jog jogged my memory on that when that woman ripped that knife out of that dude's head and i wish i could have saw the look on his face when he thought he was in control he thought he had another victim he was going to satisfy his whatever psycho urges yeah. and she immediately turned the tables on him man man oh man yep yeah that's something else she had a knife at her throat yeah, yeah. How would you like to wake up from a dead sleep with a giant butcher knife on your throat? Yeah, man. And then he's going to kill your kids with the three fifty seven Magnum. And then the kids get in, got in on the action. Oh yeah, the ass. It, it became an ass kicking party. <laughs> he said, "I am out of here." I am out of here, and I bet Tony has never gone back. I hope yeah. not. I hope, uh, yeah. Well, that's good stuff, Super E. All right. All right. Well, A-Train, I think that's a note where we say, I hope everybody's safe out there. Be careful. Keep your head on a swivel. Exactly. Mm. All right, everybody. We will talk to you later. Bye.